0: Hold on to your butts. Hello, and welcome to episode 78 of the Reviewed Movie Podcast. I am Ivan Kander, and as always, I am joined by my two handsome, debonair co hosts, Dave Glanz and Mike Morandi. Say hello, gentlemen. Hello, Hello, gentlemen. gentlemen. And this is the podcast where we talk about classic movies and see if they hold up to a modern viewing experience. If I my voice sounds deeper and sexier than normal, it's because I have a cold. Sounds worse. And uh, this is, uh, I finally sound like a man, so I'm really excited about it, and I hope it lasts a long time so uh, people don't confuse me on the phone for a woman anymore. So that would be good. <laughs> You've
1: always sounded very masculine to me Ivan.
0: Oh yeah, there you go I didn't even plan for that, but yeah, that's very true And as Dave slyly segued there, uh, on today's uh, episode we are going to be talking about the 1992 film directed by Neil Jordan The Crying Game
1: Take up my word
0: I want you to do something for me. I want you to
2: find her out Tell her I was thinking of her Listen, there's something I should tell you. Shouldn't I go? Yes. Vincent Canby of the New York Times calls the crying game ingenious and exceptionally well acted.
0: you vanished quite effectively. You know her, Jimmy. Jimmy, is it?
2: Leave her out of this. Are you going to tell me what's wrong? No, not here. Dun, dun, dun,
0: dun, dun, dun. Is that you yep. singing the crying game? That was the crying game. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, I recognize it immediately. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this the
2: crying game.
0: And, uh, sorry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no,
1: don't be sorry, man. We, I appreciate it. Yeah, In keep, fact, by uh, right the end, I think we it. should do a full rendition of it, I think, if <laughs> you wouldn't mind.
0: So The Crying Game, as I said, directed by Neil Jordan, written by Neil Jordan, uh, starring Stephen Ray, Jay Davidson, and Forrest Whitaker, and even saying who it stars is kind of a spoiler. The Crying Game is yes. kind of famous for being one of those movies that has an infamous spoiler scene, uh, much like The Usual Suspects or The Sixth Sense. I like a famous spoiler scene? I, I would say that like it's like in top Pretty ten well, like, most like recognizable twists in movies, The Crying right. Game definitely is up there. You don't think so?
2: I I agree. I'm saying it's a famous twist.
0: Um, But The Crying Game is a movie that I guess will be interesting to talk about because I had never seen it, actually, prior to this episode. Did Um, you know
1: the twist? You knew the twist, though. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Uh, And I don't think you can exist in this world without knowing the twist. You know, certain things, like, you know, everyone knows that Bruce Willis is dead at the end of um, uh, The Sixth Sense. Everyone knows that Darth Vader Son of a bitch! (laughs) Easy joke. Everyone knows that uh, Luke Skywalker... Uh, is uh, the son to Darth Vader? Like all that kind of stuff has just been so absorbed into the ether, it uh, no longer holds that surprise that it probably once did when the movie came out. So it'd be interesting to review *The Crying Game*, a movie that was, you know, Oscar-nominated, had a bunch of Oscar nominations, was very re- well-regarded when it came out. You know, does this movie kind of still hold up even when you kind of know that you know there's this big twist in the middle and this big reveal? And does all that kind of stuff still work? Um, but you know, let's let's go into the plot synopsis. The Crying Game is uh, a story of a, a British soldier who is kidnapped by IRA terrorists, and he befriends one of his captors, who is drawn into the soldier's world. That's a shitty. Who, who wrote this? <laughs> Screw you, IMDb. The the basic premise is that Stephen Ray uh, works for the IRA. Or works Works for he, he's a member of the IRA, which he's is a volunteer. He's a he, he he has a pension with the IRA. <laughs> Great uh, benefits. He, the. Um, uh, you know, the, the Irish terrorist group who, um, they, they, they capture a British soldier played by Forrest Whitaker um, and uh, then later on in the movie uh, Stephen Ray's character uh, Fergus is drawn into a previous relationship that Forrest Whitaker's character had um, with a, a woman named Dill. So, um, yeah, that's kind we of... We should
2: just say up front that we're going to spoil this, right? We, oh, we, we, yeah, we, totally. We no, yeah, for sure. But, so, um, I mean, new spoiler warning.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, this movie's not interesting to talk about unless you get into that spoiler nature of it, but I, I still think it's kind of, um, I'm just trying to like lay out the general premise, but I'm going to shut up now. Um, Dave, you you suggested we watch this. This movie obviously holds an attachment a, uh, in your heart, I would say, if you wanted us to talk about it. Um, yeah, so why The Crying Game?
2: because uh, it's one of those movies that has always really stuck with me i mean it's you know i, I tend to like to us to talk movies that have these big anniversaries and with the 25th anniversary of the crying game and i know i brought it up before i said this is a movie we should definitely talk about and it's because it's always one of those it's, it's one of those movies that has that that twist but i think is um you take out that twist and it's still an excellent movie in my opinion so i'm just going to come out right, right? I don't see it. right on i think it's a masterpiece i think it's held up brilliantly um, I think it's one of those movies that uh, w- you know was rightly nominated for a bunch of Oscars. Um, it has a great script, great acting, and uh, for, for I, I, I would like to kind of dig in a little bit and try to figure out maybe what it is about this movie that that's that I'm that I'm partial to. I mean, it's, it's there's a there's a lot to uh, you know outside of the the twist, uh, which I'll just say up front is. The, the relationship that you mentioned, obviously, the woman that he tracks out is actually a man, obviously. and and, and Well, no, that, it's not obvious. <laughs> yeah, that,
0: that, that's what makes it a twist. Well,
2: I mean, <laughs> it's a twist. It, it would be interesting to talk about what people were like 25 years ago compared to them now. Because well, I watched it with my wife, who, who was seeing it for the first time. And she had she actually didn't know the twist. She didn't know much about this movie at all. Uh and uh, in fact, she got it mixed up with Quiz Show. She thought we were about to watch Quiz Show. And I said, no, 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 no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, uh, game like,
2: quiz show, whatever the uh,
0: the John Turturro movie?
2: The, yeah, the, uh, Ray finds John Turturro.
0: I haven't seen movie. that in a long time.
2: Another good one to do actually for the podcast. Um, that one's
0: like five hours long, though, right? No, it's not.
2: No, it's a normal length movie. Why do I
0: think every movie you're going to suggest is like know. eight yeah, this hours long? Was, they usually
2: uh, are. This one was a pretty. <laughs> this one was like an hour forty, wasn't it? Not, this yeah, was this was hour. a
0: tight hour forty-five.
2: Yeah, something like that.
0: And you cut off the the, the credits that I fast forwarded right through. <laughs> you, you knock off another two minutes, so uh, that's great. Oh. you should
1: stick around for the credits man they're pretty good yeah the i mean this slow one particular I thought dolly slider
0: them. shot of the shot underneath the bridge yeah'm I'm, I'm over that position. oh it was that so was solid great it's
2: it's great it
1: it's says great. so much you're being drawn into these characters worlds and it's it's <laughs> commenting it's preparing
2: you it is <laughs> what are you guys talking about i mean what do you I mean, sense, what am I not i, 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 I sent sarcasm i sense but you're not being sarcastic okay how do you know? Maybe I am. I, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, that, that opening shot is one of my favorite, actually. One of my favorite opening shots, actually, with the, the Percy Sledge song, When a Man Loves a Woman. I love how it starts with that song, and ends with Lyle Lovett covering uh, Stand By Your Man. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen this movie in a long time. It's been at least 10 years since I've seen this movie. But I remember when I did rewatch and thinking, wow, this movie's actually really good. Um, you know, I, I saw it in theaters when it came out. And uh, rewatched it on DVD or VHS, you know, maybe a decade after that. Then I probably haven't seen it since then. It's not—it's not a movie that, I, that I've seen play on cable a lot. Um, uh, so it was really happily surprised to, to watch it now and just, you know, it's just—it's just—it's a movie that creates such a rich world with rich characters, um, and everything that that you know it it uh, talks about at the beginning it pays off at the end. Um, and it's funny, it's heartfelt. I mean, it's everything a movie's supposed to be. So you know, you take out that that twist. The twist makes it a much more interesting movie, obviously. And it's you know, and it's put in the right place. It's a twist in the middle of the movie, as opposed to like at the end, so that when you go back and you rewatch it, you're like, oh, okay, fine. This is uh, you know, Bruce Willis is talking to him now, but he's dead, and I get you know, I get how he says I see dead people. He's talking about him. Well, in the Crying Game, you you have this uh, situation where you know he thinks he's going to. Uh, Take care of this. uh, So Stephen Ray is this IRA terrorist. He thinks he's going to take care of this girlfriend of the victim of the hostage that he's become friends with. And uh, you know, when it turns out she's a man, he has to. You know, the way the movie has to deal with his feelings about her, and uh, you know, him being a kind person, um, an empathetic person, uh, the way it handles that, and also him having to like, you know. Be a straight person who's not interested in transvestites at the same time. It's it's funny, interesting, suspenseful, and I hope you guys agree. So I'd like to hear what you have to say about it.
0: Yeah, what are your thoughts, Mike? I'm guessing you're like me. You were a uh, crying game virgin before watching this movie. <laughs> yeah,
1: I I knew I knew the the plot twist beforehand. Um, so unfortunately, I really Spoiler wish I had. Spoiler alert! Like to dick.
0: Um, but, yeah, continue. What's that? No, the, the, basically it's like, what's the plot twist? Well, it's a dick. Um, <laughs> That's been,
1: Yeah, literally the plot. And I wonder how many movies can actually say that the plot twist is a dick. I think this is, might be the only one that could. But anyway, I think, uh, yeah, I went into it knowing that. And I, re- like, I, I really wish I hadn't because I, w- I would have loved to have seen how emotionally it f- it affects you, right? Because I think the movie goes through great pains to make you care for or even be, feel attracted to this woman. Um, like, it's, you know, as 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 Fergus is falling in love with her, I think the movie's trying to get you to fall in love with her. And then when the big reveal happens, I, I can't imagine, like, guys who had seen the movie in theaters before even knowing about it must have been like, what the hell? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and, and I, I think that, that, that emotional plot twist is something that, like, you just don't ever really expect. Like, it's just something... Completely left field, and I was surprised it actually happened as early as it did. I thought it was going to be the big thing at the end. Like, I thought it was going to be a cautionary tale about him going after this guy's girl, and then getting too caught up in it, and then being like, "Oh, I should have just left, like left well enough alone, and been like an honest guy and just look after her, and that's it." But no, it happens early on. I think, to Dave's point, they do a really interesting journey as far as how he reconciles what he felt, what he feels, like. It's gotta be weird, you 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 sort of fall in love with someone, and then all of a sudden you find out that like, oh, they're not exactly what you thought at all. They're drastically different. Um, but in the sense of like a completely the opposite sex, I think it's a very, very interesting twist. Um, and I, I like that he, he is a kind person, and you can tell that he does care about her, or him, um, and cares enough about uh, uh, as uh, far as Whitaker's character, that that he wants to make sure that she's at least taken care of. Just, you know, I think it's kind of he's got a dual motivation. I think he wants to kind of do something to absolve himself for the guilt of of that death. But then also somewhere in between he develops feelings for her and then starts caring about her as a romantic interest first and then a, a um, uh, just a person later. And I think how he navigates those waters are very interesting. I think like, even like later in the movie as like, she's still, or he's still very clearly interested in Fergus and Fergus is like trying to push him away. Like she's kissing him. And he's just like, all right, yep. Let's okay. Let's get inside. Come on. Like, I think that's just like, it's funny. And
2: I think it's, it's endearing. Um, That being, she herself turns out to be such a great character. I mean, without, you know, without just that, that uh, man, woman, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's more to her for sure. Um, I, I think the, the return of the IRA for me wasn't super compelling. I, I guess they needed to do something to make a plot happen, right? But um, I don't know, just something about it, it just felt rushed to me. And at the end when you know the, the leader of the whole, I, I'm assuming it's not the entire army, it's probably one sect or one right. chapter, but the fact that he decides to just like charge in guns a-blazing on a, cl- like a crowded street in the middle of broad daylight with two bodyguards. I'm like, he would not do that. That does not ring true to me. Um, so, I, 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 there are certain things, I think, certain turns where I thought that that might have been... Uh, that was a little, I don't know, weak to me. Um, I, I think they, I, it would have been more interesting to see them do something else, though it is kind of cool to come back to that. You think he's out. You think he's kind of... Uh, he's gotten on with his life, and he's doing it right by himself and by this this new friend that he has, and all of a sudden they're back. So his past is kind of reaching back for him, and it does complicate things. It acts as a foil and all that stuff, so... Um, you know, it's good in that sense. I just think they could have done something different with it. I think something maybe a little bit more believable, more compelling, or I don't know, something.
2: Yeah, Given more time, maybe. I mean, I, I like the yeah, way. that's possible. That, that past kind of catches up with him. You know, he yeah he makes yeah. all these decisions, and he eventually has to. Um... Well, I, I, I disagree you know with is, that. I, I, think I, I don't think
0: that's... I don't think he does anything to drive that change at all. In fact, um, like
1: well, I, I I think my issue with it is a movie that has such it, it feels so different and and unique that that feels very cliché by comparison. Like, oh, we thought we were dead, but we're not. We're here. Like, I would have liked to have seen something just a little bit more in line with just, you know, the how how off the wall and how different the first half of the movie is. And then it kind of just goes into this, like, man tries to escape his past. I'm like, is that really what this is about? Like, what what is the movie about, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah I totally... Actually, I agree with you entirely, Mike. I think... Um well, I didn't really like this movie all that much. Ah! Straight oh, I found it pretty Whoa. boring, to be honest with you. Whoa. But oh. I, I will say this. I think oh. that the first section of the movie and the third, the, the final act of the movie are both bad movies. Uh, the middle portion, wow. I think, is good. I think, that the, uh, I think that this is a good movie flanked by two shittier short movies stuck oh, on wow. the beginning and end of it. No. I never bought the relationship between Forrest Whitaker and him. I think it's real forced and I think that I don't know if Forrest Whitaker is a good actor I think he might be bad and we all have just been pretending he's good for a long time now like in, have you? did you guys see Rogue One he's yes. awful in Rogue One he is so scenery chewing in that movie that it's like distracting um, and in this movie, I, I don't know. I just can't no, take him. All I do is see Forrest Whitaker. Obviously, Like the slow motion shot of him throwing the cricket ball is laughable to me. And they keep on cutting back to it. I'm like, is this supposed to be yeah. funny? Like, mm. like, I don't understand like what the, like, I get, like, it, it felt so heavy handed and so, I don't he's comical. He looks funny when he's throwing, he's like the big chubby guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he yeah. looks like, uh, it's like a uh, freaking, um, I don't know, it's like Chris Farley. It's like a Chris Farley cutaway to like a chubby guy throwing the, uh. The cricket ball. I think We're that there
2: are two different movies here.
0: But when Dave, they introduce okay the
1: people, have different opinions from you. <laughs> I <laughs> like know the that. man airs
0: grievances. But I'm sorry. I, but I think that I, I do agree with you, Mike. I think the movie gets very interesting and unique when they, it, it becomes a movie about this idea of when you love somebody. You know, does gender even matter? Like the idea of gender politics, which is very trendy nowadays. I think that's all fascinating, and I think Dill's a really interesting character. And I kind of dug their relationship, and I like this idea of him still f- having. These weird conflicted feelings of being a straight man, but having um, not even not even just romantic feelings for this this person, but just compassion for this person, and right, I think that's right. all really well done. And I really uh, I really like that. I like as Dave mentioned that the twist is in the middle, uh, so the movie is not mm-hmm. like dependent on that. Like I I think that that's really important. Um, like you, I expected it to come later. But as Mike said, the end of this movie is generic shootout crap. Where they, you, I disagree, and I don't care about either of those two characters that he's facing. They're they're weak villains. They're they're the most thinly painted villains in the world. Like what what about them is interesting?
2: Oh, what about you? So we're talking about Miranda Richardson who plays the um,
0: yeah. I'm talking about the the, the, the uh, female IRA member and then his boss.
2: Well, I mean, if, okay, I guess if you don't find them interesting at the beginning, then you're well, not well, what do find they do at the beginning, the
0: beginning that's anything other than being cliche terrorists?
2: Well, I, I don't. I,
0: no, I'm serious. Like, that's a question. Like, what about them is interesting?
2: Well, I mean, I guess I find them interesting because they're terrorists that they're asking you to to sympathize. You know? But you're not
0: supposed to, to sympathize, sympathize with them. You're supposed to sympathize with Fergus, but which be, you do. At the
2: beginning of the movie, I mean, if, if you if you're not drawn into the story of the first 30, 40 minutes, which I am. I mean, I you know. I guess my in, the, in the first five minutes, we see Miranda Richardson just playing this kind of like girl at a fair with Forrest Whitaker, who's this army uh, army. Uh, he's, he's a guy on uh, on leave from from. I guess the British, whatever the, the army. I is. guess I, I didn't really get anyway, that, so, but anyway. Yeah. So they're you know they're just kind of like fooling around. I mean, I liked her in that opening scene. So but she's like playing just a role. Her just yeah, she's playing a role. But I just liked her character. I liked her character the way she talks to to Fergus, Stephen Ray, and you know obviously they've had some kind of relationship. I like I like the conversation. They have a few conversations, you know about about what they're doing, and and I was convinced just given based on her performance. I thought she was great in the role. And the, uh, the other guy, uh, I'm trying to remember his name, Adrian, uh, the other actor, I thought he was okay. Those guys maybe were a little bit uh, cliché. Uh,
0: well, I mean, it's, e- other... it's even, it's like, uh, well, the movie kind of paints, it, I don't know. The movie doesn't know what it wants to be at the end. It, it tries to transition into, it definitely I like, you have
1: Like, the, the heart of the movie, the most interesting part is the idea of falling in love with someone and then finding out that they're the opposite. They're not gender. who they are. That, that's what the movie's right. about. It's, that's what it, the movie's about, about right? So, it's like, why defining is the love. whole yeah. story not focusing on
0: Exactly. That. Like, agree.
2: all the IRA has I, nothing to do with it, and it feels very distracting for me. I, I, I think that's
0: well, well, what does the IRA have to do with this movie?
2: Well, the, I mean, obviously, that was, uh, from reading about it, I think Neil Jordan's original idea was to make just a movie about a, a guy who's called The Soldier's Wife, and it was about, you know, the, the core of the movie, I think, was this story of the two, essentially two soldiers, an IRA, IRA terrorist soldier, whatever you want to call him, and a British soldier who's being held hostage in their relationship, and you know it, it's it's puzzling to me how you could not, you know, listening to the dialogue between those two actors, uh, that's what hooked me when I originally saw uh, it. Yeah, I, that's what I thought still their relationship was okay.
1: I, I even like the line where he takes I off love the mask and he's to- like. I don't yeah, know. I mean, right. I, I, and I can. So those two guys I, it might
0: be a different are. taste thing, because I kind of see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like, if you get really into that relationship, maybe those first forty minutes would so fly by for you. Mm-hmm. But I found it real. You know, just the the dynamic, and I didn't feel much tension at all. I, I, I um. So a good example is the sequence where he is taking him out into the forest to yep. shoot him. I I I looked back to a much superior movie. A sequence the. Um, uh, look inside your heart sequence in Miller's, oh, crossing, *Miller's Crossing*, which I think it's hard not to like. Every time I think of about a person going to force and weird I'm like, comparison, I'm a, "Well, it's not a weird comparison." Because no, like, well, it's this similar, is how, I agree. It's uh, this, is this is how this is how this is how good this is how good filmmakers do the sequence, and this oh, is how a guy who doesn't like that sequence has no tension. Like, there's it nothing. It pl- plenty of t- no. It, it really so, does. So
2: you were convinced he wasn't going to shoot him?
0: Never. I never thought he would ever okay. remotely shoot him. And then, uh, I guess it's somewhat surprising that he gets run over by a whatever a tank or whatever. Yeah. Or, or see for vehicle. me, so
1: that's th- th- see that that's another. But it also so I, it lets I'll, the um, movie
0: off the hook. It lets our character off the hook, which I think, it, which is yes. something that really pissed me off. I think it would have been a lot cooler if he actually did kill him and had to live with that. Um, I, I, I the, think
1: so, I, Ivan. I, I agree with you. So I, I disagree. I, I think their relationship is good. I think I think their banter and their their discussion and the fact that like when he has to make help him pee, he's got to take it out. He's got to like hold his dick and
2: like. Yeah, there's a lot of so stuff he, there. I think is really
1: thing. good. This movie is like, very th- obsessed with dicks. But anyway. Well, the whole, it's, it's, just a two things. <laughs> it's it's thematic. It's it's
0: an it, it's it's
1: foreshadowing. I think it's interesting. Possibly. I think it's thematic. Oh, it is totally
0: you know. foreshadow. You don't think yeah. that's foreshadowing?
2: Oh something? yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, totally. I mean, obviously, he's uh, you know, he he shows him a picture of this what he assumes is a woman, so he thinks the guy's straight, and he's holding an idiot, whatever. And then he even says he
1: says things like he said like, oh, you wouldn't like her. It's not your type. Like, there's things in there that that's like, okay, it, it's it's setting things up, and I think that's fine. Okay, I, so- I agree with Ivan though when when. Um, I think that something, it felt very, it let the character off the hook and it felt very much like, oh, it just had, like, it's almost like they had to kill this guy, but they didn't really know how to do it. Like, the writers, they said, like, oh, let's just get him hit by a car, which is by the army who's actually coming to potentially rescue him, most likely just <laughs> kill everybody. But it felt like, it felt sort of weak to me. And I thought, I'm like, either this guy has to kill him and feel awful about it, or he's gonna try, fail, and then one of his buddies grabs a gun and kills him. Hands the right. gun back to him, or something like that, where it's going to be mm-hmm. a lot more cold blooded.
0: This is almost like
1: it was almost like sort of comical in a it was, way. Yeah, it,
0: it felt very slapsticky to me. Like, well, right. I think
2: it's because now we're used to that kind of shot where we see someone getting hit by a car. I remember seeing that in the <laughs> theater, and you don't, you didn't really see those shots. You would see you when someone got hit by a car in movies. Usually, it was like the cars approaching. It cuts to like a close up of the guy, and then it cuts to a reverse angle of like the car approaching, and then you like see that person kind of. I mean, like. the other on the
1: thing, he's in a forest. With two gigantic tanks coming down a road, how does he not see those things? How does he not hear them? How do you, Well, how I guess he's
0: running yet? for his life. Maybe he's not most cognizant. I his guess,
1: but like you're running toward a road, you're not going to look. Like you're not going to see even in your periphery a giant two or a, a caravan of tanks coming down a road at you. Like have you ever I don't been hit know. by a car?
0: <laughs> no, I haven't. I, because I've, I've looked been hit
2: by a car, and I can tell you that, it, that you don't.
0: When were you listening to ball. music at the time, Dave? No. <laughs> were you running
2: for your life? Seven years old and running out. Uh, you were seven years old. You were seven years old. This seven man is old. in his mid to late 30s. Yeah, but he's been he's had a canvas bag over his head for three days. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm... You know, starved. Well, and well, he, I'm that's not, gonna, not my biggest problem. Of all problem my problems is with just this just movie, just is, is, it's not <laughs> the fact that he was aware that
0: the car was coming down to hit him. I mean, that, that doesn't bother me. I just think that there's something about the staging of that sequence. And that's a pivotal moment in the movie. For me, that
2: sequence is just as emotional as the Miller's Crossing sequence. I Oh, that is so incredible. <laughs> well, I mean, that's not incorrect. I mean, it's, it's how it affected me. I would watching.
0: say that the Miller's Crossing sequence is like something I would show it's film students. I would show, I was like, film students, this is how, like, this is how you build tension in a sequence. Mm-hmm. And then I would yeah. show the exact, I'd show this back to back. I'm like, and this is how you do it if you want to bore the audience. And like, your film
2: students would say, but... What happened up until that sequence? I mean, it, I'm
0: just talking about the craftsmanship of like a major port in the movie and like mm-hmm. what, whether or not it works. And that sequence, I don't think totally worked for me. I it's think
2: they're too like, dynamic as each scene, they're, they're just so, yes, they're
0: they're ex- the they're, exact same an dynamic. Execution
2: of the wood scene, but there's got to be a million execution of the wood scenes in movies. I can't think of them off the top of my head. <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> I, I feel like those the dynamic of those sequences are very similar. A, because there's a relationship between both those characters. Mm-hmm. You know that the, the person that has to shoot that person does not want to do it. Like, they're very similar in construction. But
2: the relationship building up to the one on the crying game has been established in a much more emotional way if you buy into it. I mean, so we're talking about the scene where where Gabriel Byrne has, is gonna possibly shoot John Turturro the suspense of that scene comes from
0: how uh, amazingly it's constructed well, yes. yes
2: because the Coen brothers and uh, and the cinematographer what, what was his name Barry Sonnenfeld are amazing uh, visual artists and Neil Jordan is more is of not. an amazing uh-huh.
0: I get it yeah that's fine what did, what, did <sighs> Neil, what did Neil Jordan win best Oscar for in this movie he won he won for the screenplay exactly and I think that the, the strength of this movie is that at 1992 I think that some of the subjects he was approaching were very original and they were unique and they were surprising to people. And I'm not gonna take that away from this movie. I I think that I think that this idea I mean I mean nowadays we have um you know, we have a series on Amazon about um yeah, uh, you know transgender, Trans, right? Uh, transgender people, and right. we we've really normalized what that means in society, and that's and that's important. But mm-hmm. in 1992, I think this is a much bigger deal, and I think what the movie is trying to say about humanity, this idea that gender is a construct, and that you can. Uh, you can fall in love with pretty much anybody and that people are people. And I think that's very important. I do agree that the middle of this movie is very strong. I, I, I do think that Fergus is interesting and I think that Dill is interesting. But it's sandwiched by movies that just didn't work for me. And, and and I think the third act is more problematic than the first. I mean, you could argue that I'm just soulless and I was tired and I, I wasn't like just into those first 35 minutes or so. But when they all come back and they're like, they have... Even the action sequence where those people are killed, I feel the the main guy dies in I think a very boring, uninteresting way, and I think that the girl dies in a more interesting way because Dill's the one that actually commits that crime. Uh, but there's something just nothing about the people coming back. I I oh, feel I'm sorry.
2: like so you're saying the the scene where Dill shoots Miranda Richardson. Yeah. Is. More interesting, M-
0: much more interesting right. than the lead IRA guy. Yeah, getting Yeah, well, popped. I
2: mean, wh- okay. So I mean, it doesn't have to be the most interesting de- of, of death. The suspense is. But if you're gonna, in, if in you're in gonna, Ray if, not being able to escape from this room. If, in, in, if you're
0: gonna, if you're gonna transition the movie into action movie zone, then it has to work as an action movie, and it doesn't. That's my argument. It's, but it's I think, like the, it, I think it's action up is two so secondary
2: to everything else that's going on. I mean, it's just like it I, gets the. It's a very, in my mind, it's a very lean movie, and it just it's enough action to tell the story. You know, it's a, it doesn't have to be a spectacular death. It's about terrorists that are you know fighting for whatever. It's about okay. These, that's another problem. Yeah. I don't think
0: it's ever fair. I don't think it's ever established why the IRA's cause is important to these people, what it means that I don't think the problem. That's with Ferg, true. The problem, with Ferg, that. the problem with Fergus. The problem with Fergus. Is that we as an audience, we get his attachment to Dill. That mm. totally comes through. Mm-hmm. And I think that Jordan does a great job establishing that. But the other world, like if, we're, if this is a movie about a man torn between two worlds, mm-hmm. his love for this woman uh, that he has met and his, his relationship with. with, soldier, with right. And his obligation to be a soldier with the IRA, I don't mm-hmm. think that conflict is nearly strong enough to drive yeah, that. Yeah, I agree. There's, there's
1: nothing really tying him. He doesn't even seem like he's that passionate about whatever it is, he's exactly. just kind of there. Like right. we need to know that his family was involved, like his, exactly. that was his father or his brother or something like that. Where we, like, what is his tie? Why, what's keeping? I think there
0: him? needed to be a moment where Dill, you know, because he does eventually reveal to Dill when you know, in this interesting sequence, where he reveals that he had a part in Geordie's death, which you know, you know that's going to happen in the movie, and he does eventually do that. But I think there needed to be a sequence where he. Seriously, he was,
2: there's not enough about his character to make you understand why he's in the I.R.E. in the first place. Exactly.
0: And if this movie is about the t- struggle of a man, you know, torn between two worlds, I don't think it does anything with
2: that. Well, I mean, okay. So, I mean, there's a couple scenes that worked for me watching it uh, this time that kind of st- stuck out. And one was, there's a sequence after everything kind of goes to shit at the compound. And he's uh, kind of hiding out in a car and he meets up, he's like in the countryside. And he's obviously talking to someone who he's known, he, like this, this old man who's going to get him like a passport to London or something. And there's it's just kind of this very quiet scene, and and for me that that told you just a little bit about what this guy's life probably was before he joined the IRA. He's probably just like a country bumpkin, doesn't do much. That's why that's why maybe he didn't he didn't recognize this transvestite as you know for what she was. I mean you know, or he went into this club not knowing that it was probably a transvestite club, or or you know a gay bar or whatever it was. And and you know he he strikes me as a person that that uh, he's kind, maybe even a little bit simple minded. Uh, a little bit, you know, street smart. So, I, I don't know. I got enough from his performance and a few other moments. There's this um, scene in the what I still consider to be an amazing opening 30 minutes where he's telling uh, Forrest Whitaker, um, you know, Forrest is very scared uh, that he's going to die the next day. He asks Stephen Ray to, to tell him anything. Tell him something. Tell me anything. And If, if you've ever been in, in, like, a horrible situation, sometimes you just want someone to talk to you, I mean, I just don't understand how you could think Forrest Whitaker was bad in this movie. I mean, he was. I mean, this so could totally be a personal good, yeah. thing.
0: This could be a personal thing. I just never find Forrest Whitaker that good in anything he's done. Yeah, and the I only thing like, I've, I I would say he's really good in is when he's doing super over the top stuff, like in The Last King of Scotland, where mm-hmm. he's just like, yeah, he's I going would, so man. crazy that it like, it's like, oh well, this is a big performance, so by default, it's a good one. Have you ever but seen like,
2: the movie uh, Smoke with Harvey Keitel?
0: I have not. Didn't Harvey Keitel show his dick in that movie?
2: no, that's oh. bad, Lieutenant. Oh, it's bad Smoke Lieutenant. is like this is like this uh it, like I don't know. It's a slice of life comedy that takes place in New York and Forest would have present it and he's great. Uh, okay, well, also I mean, another nineties for I would Whitaker.
0: I would point to Arrival where he's awful. Like I don't think he's I think he's unwatchable in Arrival. I, I, don't I think remember he's him being awful he's the worst part of that movie. Uh, wow. He's so bad in uh, it. Who
2: who knew if I had known you had such a agenda against Forrest? I don't have agenda.
0: I think that uh, it uh, bothers uh, me uh, that he's uh, considered to be a good actor because he's not. He is a okay.
2: <laughs> I mean, you just say he's not a good actor. I think he's a, a, a great actor, personally. And and I guess if you think he's a terrible actor, and I think he's a great actor, obviously the opening is very important to, uh, to, to grabbing you, grabbing the story. It has to it depends on his performance. I'm
0: going to look at his filmography and see if this one's I'll there. tell you what, I,
1: to, to both of your points, I think I, I liked all the scenes in the compound. I liked all that stuff. I thought it was fantastic. I thought he was weird. The opening scene the carnival did not work for me cuz it exactly. sounded like both him and her it was almost like they had ADR or something like it looked it was like was an
0: odd sequence yeah and I think that right from the get go I'm like are they is this recorded in post like that was the right. first thing that, uh, yeah and I already had trouble just getting into it like from the beginning um and then when he's like even just like I was like I was like oh force workers putting on a bad accent like everything about it was just like really struggled to kind of get into it and then I kind of slowly Got into it more, especially with the introduction of Stephen Ray, who I think is very good in this movie. I I, I would argue. Oh, yeah. I think he's fantastic. He's great. And we haven't talked enough about Jay Davidson, who plays Dill.
2: Well, I just wanted to get to the one other part. Oh, okay. The, the, when they're talking to, to each other and he's afraid he's going to die, he, says, he, he tells Fergus, Stephen Ray, to, t- to say, Just tell me anything. And he tells him this kind of just this simple thing. He said, When I was a child, I thought as a child. And when I grew up to be a man, I thought as a man. I mean, it's just, the way he says it and delivers that line, it's just like wait, a simple wait, line. Who, who delivers that Fer- line? Fergus.
0: Yeah, because Stephen Ray's is a good actor. Yeah, yeah, he's a great actor, but <laughs> but
2: it was, but the interplay between the two of them are great. I thought. Well, I mean, and, and, he's, and you know, Force would like, what does that mean? And then just the way Stephen Ray's like, I don't know. It just it, it felt like something that meant a lot to me. It's like. He's obviously a very thoughtful person, you know.
0: Yeah, and I think that you kind of capture that, Dave, when you say that he's a thoughtful person, but not necessarily a smart person. Right. Like, so you, you can, can understand why he would join.
2: He can understand how he could easily be swayed into joining. Um, you know, we, we, if we, if we, we haven't really explained what the IRA is. For people don't, that don't know, I think the general idea is that uh, Britain you know, they that you know, they had colonized what Ireland, you know, centuries ago, and 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 the, and the Irish obviously wanted to be their own free country and so there's you know the ira or, uh, or the irish republican army are uh separatists and trying to
0: um break away you know, from England. break them. away from england yeah, and, yeah.
2: Uh, you know it's, it's interesting it feels relevant to to, to our, our our world today where there's so much talk of like islamic terrorism <coughs> right? radical islam terrorism and, and a movie that asks you to sympathize with transgender trans uh, transvestites uh, and I think terrorists. Transgender
0: is the word you want
2: to use. Okay? <laughs> it sounded yeah. I don't know, to me it felt less about terrorism
1: and more about mob. It felt more like mob stuff to me. Like, um, much like Billard's okay, Crossing I, I to g- me. To g- me. Let, me ask you,
0: let me ask you this um, Does the movie work if instead of it being about an IRA group of separatists that take uh, a British soldier hostage, does it work? Let's say the movie is. Forrest Whitaker and Stephen Ray's characters are both soldiers in the same platoon for the British Army, mm-hmm. and Forrest Whitaker's character dies in battle. Well, and it's
2: interesting that way because there's no guilt associated. There's, there's really not what a What if Stephen
0: Ray is responsible for his right, death in battle? Right, sure, sure. Isn't the movie exactly the same? I guess that's my no, problem. Not really,
2: because Stephen Ray has made a choice to, take, to participate in taking this guy hostage. So he has to, you know, he has to live with that choice. And uh, you know that it's the main driving force between. But you know, they, it gives him uh, a reason to go find Dill and, and uh, well, make mean, up. Yeah. You know, he's become he's become sympathetic to the other side. Right? I
0: guess my I guess my my core point is the movie is most interesting because it's about a person who knows something uh, who he is going to pursue a relationship with a dead person that he feels guilt over. But yes. I feel like the setup for that isn't given necessarily the weight.
2: I mean, if you don't buy into those first, again, if you don't buy into those first, third all right, can we can we move minutes. past this point? Like okay. we're, we're beating the <laughs> hell out of this dead horse, man. Did you did you not enjoy the? Uh, obviously, I guess not. But th- there's a s- sequence of Forrest Whitaker tells uh, the story of the Scorpion and the Frog, which kind of I like up. that. I thought well, that was I, good. the I, on I, the nose theme. But I mean, I I say
0: I didn't like that because I think that's real on the nose, yeah. especially because the Scorpion and the Frog is now like like I think that it's a, it's a trumpism thing is it oh uh, yeah like he 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 loves the scorpion and the frog story
2: trump does yeah it's like no, a very no, I feel bad. it's
0: like a very like popular like fable that's been used a lot especially in current like culture to the point where like I've heard that story before so when he was telling it I'm like oh this old story like I i maybe in 1992 that wasn't as as widespread but in today's context I'm like I this is cliche screenwriting is I guess you're I saying say. so
2: so the idea behind it is that and a big theme of this movie is that, like, these characters do what's in their nature, right? Well, Scorpion that, does what's in its nature. The frog does what's in its nature. Think, and and these, t- and this guy is a kind guy. So, he's you know, it, it's difficult for him to be a terrorist because it's in his nature to be kind, right?
0: Yeah, and I think that um, it's this idea that, like, you know, in the idea of Trumpism, it's that— you know, a terrorist is going to be a terrorist, and they're going to hurt you no matter what, and you can't.
2: I guess I appreciate how it flipped it on its head in this movie because it's saying that yeah, you can be a terrorist, but if it's in your nature to be a human, you know, empathetic person, then you're going to you you know you're, you are hopefully going to do um, you know empathetic and good things with it in in certain situations. You would hope, right?
0: yeah i mean I, I get I get what the I, I get what it it's saying only because it's just so obvious okay. I, I think there's a more subtle way potentially to have gone about that I don't like any time in a movie where a character like breaks down for 20 seconds like let me tell you this story and you're like, oh, this is the metaphor for the whole movie and uh, I, I, um I don't think that hundred percent works but it, I'm, i digress. so let's move on to Jay Davidson It's great Let's talk about dill as a character um because i don't I'm not sure hundred percent I really like um, his performance in this, or I guess her performance in this, but uh, I'm curious what that character's draw to Stephen Ray's character is. Because I get what Stephen Ray likes in Dill. I'm not quite sure, may, and this isn't a criticism I have of the movie, I'm just trying to understand it a little bit better. Um, That's fair.
1: It, I, I don't know if there's enough, I mean they get very, both of them get very heavily invested very quickly. It makes sense for Stephen Ray, it does not make as much sense for her. Um, especially considering that I'm sure she gets tons of guys hitting on her all the time because she sings for a living, like she sings, she performs, quote-unquote, which we're not exactly told what that is, but we can make some deductions. So I feel like, it. I, I don't know why she gets so attached to this guy when there's a billion dudes kind of probably coming on to her every day. So I think that's something that for me is a little bit, I didn't even pick up on that earlier. When you're saying that, though, I'm like, you know, you're right, because it makes sense that for Stephen Ray, this is his opportunity to make things right. I think half of why he's attracted to her is because it's like, it's some sort of redemption for him. It's some sort of way to kind of help out um, Jordy's character, right? So so I think that makes sense to me, but I think her reciprocation, I, I feel like in, in 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 the real world, they start getting intimate, she whips it out, and then he's like, whoop, he throws up, and she's like, yeah, you didn't know, you poor boy. Okay, see you later, and that's in the end of that. Like, you know, and I think maybe he comes back, and then, because he's still investing, he's trying to figure things out, now he's like, what the hell just happened to me? So I think it's just, I, I, I don't know, maybe that's something, what do you What do you guys think there? Is that, is that something that you agree with, or?
0: I'm just trying to, yeah, I guess so. I'm trying to parse what, Is it is it the idea that she just needs someone not not a sexual relationship? Is this idea that she just needs companionship, someone to be with her? See,
1: there we go. So there you go. So I think actually that should happen once he comes back to her and says like, and basically says like, look, I really still care about you. You know, I want to help you. I want to do whatever it is, even if it doesn't mean I, I I don't want you sexually anymore. I still I still care about you as a person. I think that right there, that's something that maybe would would make her realize like, wow, this guy is not into this kind of stuff and he still cares about me as a person that's something that can that can affect somebody exactly think,
0: especially for a person that is potentially always dealing with this uh, only people that care about her in a sexual way like this idea that right. they don't they don't want anything beyond <coughs> the sexual nature of it and i think that the movie is kind of hinting at that um because there's not like it's not like after he comes back after the big reveal that there's this moment where they're like and now let's have sex like there's not like some kind of like like, no, seriously, there isn't like there isn't a romance scene after that. No, and, no really. and and I think that's really important for the movie because I don't. I mean, I we you you all agree that this movie isn't about a guy a straight man that becomes gay at the end. That's no, not what this movie's no. about. It's about a uh, a man who cares for somebody else, right? right like that's right. the whole point. Mm-hmm. And and the 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 end of the movie, as much as I dislike the action portion of it, I do like this where the movie ends, like the very end moment where he's in prison and he's mm-hmm. in prison because he's, he's a good person and he mm-hmm. took the fall for somebody because he cares for somebody mm-hmm. um, which is right. what the whole and, in some way too i think it's
1: almost up. like she did him the favor of wiping out this part of his life that he was trying to get away from right so in some way he's like you know you did for me i can take care of you in this way um,
0: yeah, yeah. I, you know in talking about it I, um, yeah i think that end moment actually is very strong um I mean, I was just and, so and
2: he's sitting in the cell telling him telling the story of the scorpion and the frog.
0: Right. <laughs> I, I just wish it wasn't the scorpion yeah. and the frog. I wish it was a more precise anecdote that Forrest Whitaker relayed from his past. Like you could take that exact same the same sentiment of that story, and he can talk about like a real life like when I was a kid. I you know there was this guy who you know who you could you could parlay the uh, parlay the the allegorical nature of that story to a specific incident, and mm. I think it'd be more impactful. But that's just the way... Uh,
2: uh, I mean, I I guess I like the way that they tied it together, where where they're in a similar situation to where, you know, he's sitting, they're sitting across from each (laughs) other the same way he was sitting across from Forrest Whitaker, Mm -hmm. telling the same kind of story. It's interesting that, you
0: know, he's able
2: to kind of take the the lesson of that story. I I didn't
0: even pick up on the visuals of that symbolism, but now that you mentioned it, I think that is pretty clever. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. any other like major kind of things you want to get off your chest about? Did this you guys movie?
2: like uh, Jim Broadbent as the uh, the bar owner? <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah Carl's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I
0: didn't even notice that. Um, yeah, I'm an idiot. Yeah. Um, the other thing, I mean, we we talk about you know, does this movie still work? If yeah, getting back to that original question, does the movie still work if you know the twist? And I don't hundred percent think it does. I think this movie would have been so much more effective if I didn't know that.
1: I case. agree, yeah, because I think I think knowing if you know that she's a dude going into it, you can see it. Like it's it's a lot. Yeah, more it's obvious. hard
0: not to see. I was gonna say the same thing. I don't know if I would have picked up on it if I, well, you know. I'm,
1: right. I think you would. You would have noticed. I think you would have noticed something, or you might have just said like, "Wow, she looks a little bit dudeish," but whatever. You know, that's <laughs> that's who she is. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna judge her. <laughs> whatever. That's cool. She's like, tell the um, sweat, you know? Because there is definitely, there, there's certain, some, there is something attractive about her. Like, it's not just that, like, she's got all these muscles and you walk around, obviously, it's, it's a dude. It is questionable. Like, it's something in there where, you you know, in certain lights, you're like, well oh, no, yeah, she could pass for a chick in that light. Yeah. It's like certain angles or certain close-ups where, where the makeup is more evident. You know, the concealer is, is more obvious, but. Um,
2: I mean, if it was just a picture, you would never have known, right? If it was just that, that picture of her.
0: Right, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, by yeah. the photo, would, right. I just wish I, I I don't think the movie is. I mean, your wife did she get a lot out of it when it was revealed that Dill, you know? Uh, I think I think she kind of remembered
2: woman? what the twist, you know, because it's it's you know everybody kind of has it. It's in pop culture. Everybody kind of knows. I know. That's, but she I, did, she wasn't sure what, you know. Once she saw him, she's like, oh, this is the movie where <laughs> <it's da-da-da-da-da-da." laughs> this is the movie where it's a
0: dude. No, I um, I, I just I but
2: she was but she was. You know, emotionally invested in the story, which I was. You know, happy to happy to. Well,
0: did Queenie, I can't imagine
2: she couldn't over the way you did, probably did Queenie, talked about. Did, did you just, watch
0: this with Queenie at all?
2: I didn't really talk it up. I, <laughs> I, 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 I did not know. I didn't wa- watch uh, it. I'm with just, her c-
0: I'm wondering if I could have gotten. I should have watched it with Rebecca because Rebecca knows nothing about any movie, so she uh-huh. would have not known.
2: I would be curious to see what both of your significant others. You know, those, I those I feel like movies. though I feel like it doesn't
1: affect. I, I I can't imagine it affect. It would affect a woman the same way it would affect a dude
0: because uh, you know, you're probably right Mike I think and this this has to do with a lot about uh, you know the way society is divided and I mean how you know how I mean we live in a brutal society that makes gay men feel awful about being gay mm-hmm. I mean growing up there's not a worse insult that you can tell like an 8 year old that he's gay you know like we, we've really painted this horrible atmosphere to grow up in you know so uh, so anything that questions your sexuality as a man uh, especially as a straight man is like really hard for a lot of guys you know and, I, and so I think that twist is obviously probably more impactful for a, a man so yeah, you're probably right Mike we need to find a man who's been on a desert island since 1991
1: <laughs> this is what I'm for and
0: unfortunately I knew it I feel like I, know, I that's failed so you, bad I know I was really hoping that your Ugh. lack of knowledge of movies would be so great
2: uh, <laughs> I, there's <laughs> gotta be some I, twist some twist out there that Mike isn't aware of Oh, this like, a, plenty. Like, There's like, plenty. A, like a major, we'll like a major one. Excuse okay. me. Excuse Any, me. yeah, even well, it could be major, it could be minor.
0: <laughs> now I'm trying to think of the next movie we do is like what, like a twist movie. Um, but I don't know. Um, Let's I think twist again. Yeah, I mean, I think structurally where that's place is important because it's not the the Shyamalan thing where it's like you know it, it all needs to be dependent on that. Uh, I think that the relationship is interesting enough that the the movie is still interesting, especially that central portion. Um, yeah, I, I just a, think
1: I feel like the movie had a, had a really good idea, but then didn't really know what to do with it. And I, I would have much rather seen the middle part of this movie expanded out more. Um, well, I mean, because and I, and I think I, it makes I mean, a really I, interesting I, point. I, right? like, I think, kind I think of it's it's definitely saying that like gender order, does matter to a degree, right? Like because it's not just that. Okay, he's a dude. I have to just adjust to this, but I am in love with him. So I guess it's gonna we'll make it work out. It's very clearly a turning point where he's like, okay, well, I'm not attracted to the person the way I was before. Like, so obviously gender does play a point, uh, does play a role, right? But it also is saying something about how you treat that person. Like, I think his initial reaction of like disgust and horror and and, like just being disturbed by the situation, right, is trumped by the fact that he says, well, you know, it's still a human being. And I still owe my buddy a favor to take care of her, so I'm going to do so. Like, even though, you know, okay, so she might be a little weird, I might not be, you know, totally on board with this, but I can still at least do the right thing, or I can still care for her as a person, I can still take a hit for her, all that kind of stuff. And I think especially, I think what makes it really interesting, too, is the whole fact that, you know... She performs oral sex on the guy and then you find out later like oh dear god like that's a whole other element too like not only are you attracted to her but you you engaged in sex with a dude right? like that's like any red blooded male is going to feel a little uneasy about that I think um, but I think the message of the movie the bigger message is you know it's a human being I think no matter what it, it, the situation is there's a good person will take care of another human being no matter what you know their, their particular
2: situation is you know
0: yeah I think that's well put yeah, for sure. I think that might be a good way to close her out. Um, <laughs> well, hey, all right, let's wrap it up, boys. Guys,
2: I'm sorry. I mean, I really thought. Uh, Why are you
0: sorry? You can, I can. I, 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 I'm glad I, I finally I, saw it.
2: Yeah, well, that's fine. You I can like it. I,
0: I, I, I. Calling it a masterpiece is wrong. But well, it's yeah, it a masterpiece,
2: and you know, I, I'd be curious to hear what other people have to say. And the the five listeners that have listened to the show. Yeah, I'm 5, very. Five thousand
1: listeners. Thank you. <laughs> five thousand listeners.
0: Um, yeah I, I think it's an interesting film um, uh, um i i guess my, my 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 you know after watching uh season three of Transparent, which has a subplot where one of the characters a straight man mm-hmm. um, starts um feeling something for a transgender woman yep. um I thought that was just so much more interesting the way that that show handles it. That it's, yeah,
2: it's it, it, that show has like uh, twenty episodes before that. Yeah, but it's, that
0: arc is only two twenty-minute episodes, so it's forty minutes. So yeah, well, I, it's like I, 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 don't like the excuse that a movie it doesn't have enough time. I think good mm-hmm. movies can still get what they need to off their chest. And yeah, this one does. And like this one does it. Uh, <laughs> we, we know
2: we're we're aware. Wait, Dave, you like this movie? You're saying <laughs> wait, wait, you thought this was good? Well, it's, well, it's interesting because when I when I really like clear. a movie and you don't like a movie, I I. I, it's like I, it makes me want to go in the opposite direction, like love it even more. So it's like American yeah, we, Werewolf we in London, deeply, we, where you guys yeah. both kind of hated that movie. Yeah, that movie's mediocre, and big. I love that movie.
0: Yeah, it's got that good transition sequence. And after that, <laughs> wait, eight. what movie? American Werewolf. Wait, which one are London? you talking about? The uh, oh, Cry yeah. Game. Oh, yeah, American. The transition <laughs> <laughs> sequence. There's a transition sequence in both. Uh, there you we go. Uh, well, good to Zing. know. Zinger. All right, uh, people, movie.
2: revisit the Cry Game. Twenty-five years old.
0: Twenty-five Do years. Do it. Old.
2: Don't listen, to Ivan.
0: Uh, well, I mean, you know, I mean, it's worth watching. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to deny its cinematic importance, but okay. uh, I, I don't know. Um, Mike, what are we doing for our next episode?
1: We are doing the much beloved classic movie, Airplane.
0: Um oh, good. And finally, we're going to do a comedy on the show. You know, Dave picks all these super serious eight-hour-long movies I'm ready to oh do. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God.
2: What? Did I pick a long movie?
0: No, what? it's just for some reason in my head, every movie you pick is like six hours long. It's because long.
2: I once suggested we watch Malcolm. Ever Malone. since is Harold and Maude, it's I think just that's been... like three and a half hours.
0: I have a very specific time schedule. <laughs> yeah. It's very hard for me to sit down and watch a movie. Um... Cool. I'm excited to uh, check that out. There's a Zucker Brothers movie. A movie that I have not seen. I've seen The Naked Gun but I've not seen Airplane. So I've seen clips of Airplane but for the actual whole movie so I'm excited about talking about that. Um, Dave, where can people find you on the internet?
2: You can find me on Twitter, Dave Glanz G-L-A-N-Z and Dave com. And uh,
0: Mike, where can people find you?
2: You can
1: find me on Twitter at Mike Mirandi. You can find me on Instagram at Mike Mirandi or you can find me at my website at MikeMorandi.com.
0: I just think it'd be funny if you're like, and you can find me on website at DavePhillips.com, like something. <laughs> Dave <Phillips. laughs> I should,
1: I should think I should buy that domain just so I can pimp it like that. Uh,
0: yeah. Just so everyone's like, why, why is this domain? Uh, anyway. Um, uh, well, now, hang Ivy on, K-
1: hang on. Before we get to you, Ivan, I'm not sure okay. if you're going to say it or not, but Ivan just finished an awesome film, Von oh, Doom. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah, I made a. And um, I don't think you said anything about it. I, I haven't. Uh, no, I made a short fan film uh, that you should check out. Um, it's on my website, Uh It's a Doctor Doom movie, so you should watch that. You can find me on Twitter at Ivan Kander. That's I V A N K A N D E R. And um, I write and edit for the website, shortertheweek.com. So that is what I do on the internet. Um, but yeah, check out that movie. So thank you for mentioning that, Mike. Um, and oh, I it's forgot solid. to do it. it's really good. I forgot to mention it at the start of the podcast, but uh, you can find us on this podcast on the web at reviewedpodcast.com, facebook.com slash reviewedpodcast, and you can email us at contact at reviewedpodcast.com. Feel free to write in to tell Dave how wrong he is (laughs) and how right I am, how I am a bastion of film criticism. Uh, That would be really good for my ego. Um, really great for Dave's ego too, and really horrible for Dave. So no, it'll, really it'll be good. It'll be yeah. good. <laughs> it'll make Dave love this movie even more. So I think that's really important. Um, but yeah, until next time, guys, uh, we're gonna be doing some airplane. Uh, Dave, I know you already did it, but can you give us a little crying game to lead us out of here? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> that, was amazing.
1: that was pretty no, close. No, probably not.
2: <laughs> I can do a good uh, impression of uh, Stephen Ray. What, what? Oh, and by the way. The name's not Paddy. No.